Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. I sling heavy pickle. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the live stream of episode 11 of Psychotic and Iconic. Uh, thank you for everybody that's tuning in tonight. If you're tuning in and you haven't already, please like, subscribe, and follow all of our pages social and social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Um, big shout out to Ant Saracusa for our intro song. Uh, thank you, everybody. Go follow him on Instagram at Just Ant. And with that, I'm going to pass it off to Mike Hertz, and we're going to start the show. <laughs> Nice. Mike Hurts. I don't mind it. I don't mind it today. You want to know why? Getting a little nicer. I'll stand on that island. I will. I like it. Guys. It's intriguing. I've been reading. I saw that you voted yes. Guys, he's referring to Mr. Lonzo <laughs> Pauls over there is referring to me saying that Jalen Hurts will be a top 10 fantasy quarterback. And no, I'm not the only one. ESPN actually has him 10th. I just noticed that. Um, so that's what he's referring to. I stand by it. Listen to uh, the last show from Monday night. It aired uh, aired on Monday night on our live stream, and it was posted on Apple Podcasts and Spotify on Tuesday morning. So um, listen up to that segment to hear the top 10 quarterbacks. But um, that being said, you guys ready for some tight ends? Let's do it. Pause. Yeah, what? Whoa, family. <laughs> family. I mean, I'm ready for them. <laughs> Bill, you know the drill. Come on, Phil. I sling heavy pickle. <laughs> That's a good one, too. <laughs> Let's rock. Let's rock, baby. Let's rock. There we go. Yeah, let's there get cracking out here. Top 10 tight ends. Point per reception leagues. PPR. All right. Same structure as last week. I'm going to give it to Nick first this week, and you're going to give me your list. We're going to pass it off to Mike. You're going to come back to me, and then we're going to discuss everyone's reasoning. Okay. Okay? Audience, all right? P&I audience, I want you guys to comment as much as possible with questions, or you could talk your shit and take a dump on our lists. <laughs> um, and, yeah, like, give us your feedback, and we'll get to as many comments as possible, okay? Thank you very much in advance. Nick, take it away. Yeah, let's roll. So my top 10 uh, tight ends, I'm going to start with number 10 to 1. I got Mike Gusecki. Nine, Noah Fant. Eight, Robert Tunyon. Seven, Logan Thomas. Six, TJ Hawkinson. Five, Kyle Pitts. Four, Mark Andrews. 
three, George Kittle, two, Darren Waller, and number one, Travis Kelsey. Bottom Atta, line. Attaboy. Smart man again. It's a no-brainer. No Smart man again. Yeah. Invest in the Chiefs, guys. Mike, take it away. All right. So number 10, I have Robert Tanyan. Uh, number nine, I have Mike Gusecki. Uh, Number eight, I have Tyler Higby. Number seven, I have Noah Fant. Number six, I have TJ Hawkinson. Number five, I have Mark Andrews. Number four, I have Kyle Pitts. Number three, I have Darren Waller. Number two, I have George Kittle. And number one, Travis Kelsey. All right. Okay. I got questions for you. Interesting. Mm -hmm. All right. So number 10 for me, Tyler Higby. Number nine, Robert Tunyon. Number eight, Noah Fant. Number seven, TJ Hawkinson. Number six, Dallas Goddard. Number five, Mark Andrews. Number four, Kyle Pitts. Number three, George Kittle. Number two, Darren Waller, the baller. Number one, Travis Kelsey, the obvious. All right? Absolutely. Where should we start? I want to start where the hell you have Goddard at six. Let me tell you one thing, Nick, right away. Ninth last year in PPR points per game with Jalen Hurst as a starter. Target share, I believe, was in the top 10 as well. Um, That's the biggest reason. Also, um, well, here's the thing. One concern right there. Hurts. Okay. Yes and no. That's why he's not on my list. My concern, I don't know if you guys saw, I was going to wait till the end of the show, but Tyree Jackson... The little wonder who, well, he's not little. He's a six foot eight beast quarterback turned tight end that I thought for sure was making the Eagles 53 man roster. He now has, uh, let me see, it's it's a it's a long term injury, so he's going to be out for a while. He, eight to 10 weeks. Yeah, I believe it was eight to 10 weeks. Yeah. He's um, a fracture bone in his back. Yep, eight to 10 weeks. Uh, he landed hard in the end zone or something. Yeah. Really sad to hear that. Um, but that to me eliminates. Any chance that the Eagles are going to trade Zach Ertz before the season starts, I think he might be a trade deadline kind of guy. So he's sticking around, and he should be productive. Let me remind you guys that everybody and anybody that's been at Eagles camp has been reporting that the tight ends have all looked amazing. Goddard and Ertz. Yes, so that is a concern for me. Um, But I definitely want to point out that Goddard was a guy that Ertz looked to all the time. And the tight end position is still relatively weak. Like, it's deeper this year, but we don't have a lot of top-heavy guys. So that 6-10 to 10 range, I feel like, could be very interchangeable right now. Okay. So it's part talent, it's part opportunity, and it's part, I think, that he leaned on him a lot. Yeah, I just feel like 6 is kind of high. I mean... I like Logan Thomas. I'm surprised you don't have him in your top 10. No Logan Thomas. He was really close for me. I have him at 11, probably, if you ask me right now. Either him or Mike Gusecki. Um, biggest concern with Gusecki for me, because I know you both had him on your list, Yeah, is Tua, period. Yeah, I mean, I'm concerned about Tua, but at the same time, I think Gusecki gets a lot of targets. He's just th- inconsistent week to week, though, and it's not him. I think it's it's just an offense thing. It's Tua, and it's the offense. And I think with Tua, for me, the reason I had him there, I'm not a Tua fan, obviously, you guys know. Yeah. Uh, my thing with Gusecki is young quarterbacks tend to rely on that security blanket. Typically, yes. So I'm I feel like the targets that. would be there because um, I don't know if Tua can push the ball down the field. But that's well, the thing for me. Well, he was like, ranked seventh last year, Gusecki. Yeah. 
He, he also had, had Fitzpatrick, year. though. Yeah, he did. And that's why I have I Logan loved Thomas. him with Fitzpatrick. I loved him. And that's why I have Logan Thomas at seven. He had 110 targets last year. That's understandable. That's volume right there. I was between, I had him, on, it was between him and Tanyan for me at number 10. Logan Thomas and Tanyan. I'm not going to argue that either, by the way. Like, Thomas should have a great year. Um, I'm a fan of him, actually. Fitzpatrick definitely year. likes the tight end. And there is an opportunity there. He's yeah. got nobody behind him. He's an active pass catcher in that offense. The offense could be low-key underrated. Um, I don't know if they'll be consistent week to week. But, yeah, he, he broke out in pretty a pretty big way last year. So I'm not going to argue that. Like, he's, he's neck and neck right there. And, look, I, I don't put too much stock into preseason, but when I watched the Dolphins last week in uh, week one, two, it was relying on Gusecki a lot. And he, he, had, he actually had a nice big play of 50 yards, and he can, he can run after the catch. He's a stud. Yeah, I think he's great. I'm, I mean, I, that's why I have him in my top 10, honestly. I mean, the ability's there. There's not even a question about that. But that's the same thing, though. Like, 6 through six through 10, for me, like, the ability is definitely there. It's just, like, how much can you count on so-and-so? To me, I think that at least we saw Hertz and Goddard have a connection, whereas Tua we're, we're a little iffy on. Um Let's see. We had Hawkinson. So, I had Hawkinson at seven. So what you're saying is six to ten is like interchangeable per se. They could be, but okay. I went with I went with the guys who I think will get the most opportunity as well as a combination of their talent. You and I think Goddard just taken off in a you, big way. This you year. didn't have Logan Thomas in your top ten, did you? No, I had Robert Tanyan over him. Hmm. So I had him at nine. Bad. What's up? That's not terrible. That was the only reason for me is like, I think he gained Rogers trust last year mm-hmm. and they're a high scoring offense and mm-hmm. he got the red zone targets. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> <laughs> Ex- so, expect negative regression in the touchdown department. He's not going to have 11, correct. but that doesn't mean he's going to disappear all of a sudden. And not for nothing. You could make an argument for Gronk in that area too, yeah. but it's just, they're, they're, they're they're loaded, Their wide receivers man. are so loaded. I don't know well, how much volume he's going well, to get. They got Brady and Howard. Howard. Yeah, they got Brady yeah. and Howard. So. That's what I'm saying. They're even loaded at tight end. Right. Yeah, so, I mean, he'll be a red zone option at least. We can count on that. But uh, Tunyon, I mean, he's just a big target in the red zone. Um, the Packers didn't really add any other receiving weapons. And, yes, he gained Aaron Rodgers' trust. And this is, this is not just an Aaron Rodgers here, like the MVP from last year. This is a motivated guy who wants to prove, like, I'm the fucking man still, and, like, this team needs me kind of thing. And we didn't talk about this last week. I thought it would come up, but we just assumed, like, all right, he's he's always going to be top of the rankings, Aaron Rodgers. But I thought one of us would mention, like, we all think he's going to be the fucking man this year, right? I think he's going to be awesome. I think he's got a chip on his shoulder. I mean, you even say it, Mike. You yeah. had him top three, right? Yeah, this I have him number a known three. Aaron Rodgers hater right here. Yeah, <laughs> the biggest. And I just, I think he's going to have an awesome year this year. I really do. Like, do you want to fuck with that guy when he's on a mission? No. Because I don't. So let me ask you guys, who in your top five that you are m- most worried about? None. I have one, Mark Andrews. You're I'm, worried about so him? I'm, I'm worried. I'm worried. I mean, last year he had 88 targets. He was ranked fourth last year. But I'm just worried about Baltimore's offensive weapons. I'm gonna I, think use, I think a lot of people are going to key on him. They're going to stack the box, like I said, on Monday. You love that logic. And, oh, and, man. You well, say it's that true. The, the, the fucking Titans did it in the, uh, the playoffs two years ago. And it worked. That's one team, though. I've seen it last week. <laughs> yeah, real shit, though. It I'm, worked. I'm just going to point out one thing. Though. It's a blueprint to like, stop them, Matt. And, and I think I'm, I'm worried about Mark Andrews. So, I mean, I honestly, I could see Logan Thomas having a, like a monster year. It's a blueprint that only worked for that one team. 
I know, but no no Marquise Brown, no bait. For now, and yes, that's a loss, but don't you think that would translate into a larger target share for Mark Andrews? Yes. Who already does have it. He has the target share, and he has the red zone targets. He's yes. one of the biggest red zone weapons in the league. Yes and no, because my thing is he had 88 targets, but he only had 58 catches, so 30 of them were incomplete. I mean, he was nicked up last year, too, a little bit. And my, I would say Andrews, if I had to choose one, but, me I mean, too. for me, the first four that I have, I'm— I have like I think they are concrete. Yeah, me too. Now, yeah. Now that order may change a little bit given the teams uh I guess like, you know, how they're doing in the year, but for me those four are concrete. Well one of you guys had Andrews ahead of Pitts. Who was it? One no, of, one I of did. You, yeah, you had him at four, right? Yeah. Because to me, I think my top four, I think Pitts is glue at four, maybe even three. I won't be surprised. At three? Possibly. So look like over Kittle? Possibly. And I the thing is like I was like changing Kittle and Waller back and forth. For I me. was, I was too. I'm um, not gonna lie. I like, I, I like Kittle at two, but Waller, his, his targets are just out of this world. 100, 145 targets last year. 145. I love that you said that. And he had the same amount of targets as Kelsey. That's exactly my logic. I'm gonna piggyback right here. Okay, fourth highest target share in the NFL. Yeah. Waller the baller. 28% target share. You think that's going to change? No. Hell no. Absolutely. They not. lost Nelson Aguilar. I mean, they lost weapons. Right. So, I mean, I think that it's going to stay right there. They figured out, we got to feed this guy. There was nine games where he had 15-plus points last year. He led all tight ends with 22 red zone targets. That's the ninth, um, excuse me, no, ninth most in the NFL with 9.1 targets per game. So that is why I chose him over Kittle because he literally is the Raiders offense. They right. run the offense through him and Kittle's on a team that is just loaded, loaded. And, and he not, will be I'm, a beast. And I'm not worried about Kittle's production no. either. It was just last year he got hurt. Right. And San Fran's op like offense, like Kyle Shanahan's whole system runs through the tight end because last year when he got hurt, Jordan Reed was balling a little mm -hmm. bit yeah. before he got concussed for the 10th time. Yeah. So, I mean, their offense runs through tight end. So, I'm not worried about Kittle at all. No, not even a little bit. I, I think he could – like, these are guys that could easily – those three could easily finish one. But Travis Kelsey just God. Well, like, yeah. Plus his Travis Kelsey is so good that he he would rank in the top ten wide receivers. I, I might even have that stat here. Right. Um, Actually, yeah, I do. Now, my thing is, I don't know if I would say that one of the Travis, uh, Kittle, or Waller would slip out of the top three, but I believe that Pitts is going to be a monster year, especially with those two wide receivers on the outside. I think he could creep up into that two or three range. The, I'll, give, I'll give you a reason why, but go ahead. go ahead. The Falcons head coach is Arthur Smith. Mm -hmm. Do you know what, he, what his position was prior to this for the last two years? Former tight end coach. And as a coordinator and a, and a quarterbacks coach. Mm -hmm. So he saved and revived Ryan Tannehill. And now he's working with Kyle Pitts. And he was the reason that John U. Smith broke out. Thank you very much. So and I think Berkser. Pitts. Yeah, I think Pitts is in a perfect position to succeed and like succeed expectations to where, you know, just like a dominant tight end. To add on to that, Mike, because I was going to bring up that exact point. Okay. The Titans last year under Arthur Smith as their offensive coordinator, okay? The Titans were third in tight end target share and tight end red zone targets last season. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, Atlanta's just not that good. They're going to be in a lot of games where they have to throw coming from behind. Um, the run game is, is still suspect. So that offense literally might run through him and Ridley. 
I mean, he's got that ability where he can slide out wide, too. So I think that he's going to be featured right out of the gate. Gage isn't bad either. No. He's going he's gonna to need somebody out there. Their offense will score points. Yeah. And I think Matt Ryan, like, I see a lot of people saying he'll probably have a down year. I think he'll be consistent. Well, they he'll, still have uh, Ridley. Yeah. He's a baller. Yeah. So you got Ridley and Pitts. And, I mean, they got the Mike Davis. line still pretty good. They got Mike Davis, too. Not saying that he's going to be that crazy, but he's at least. He might. I think he could be respectable to the point where you're not just going to forget about him. He like should it's be an Wendell upgrade. Smallwood. He should be an upgrade, right? Yes. Yes. Well, so yeah. I mean, last year they had who? Todd Gurley. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Come on. Yeah, I mean, not for nothing. <laughs> he could catch the ball too. So, yeah. I mean, that's an outlet for Matt Ryan. So, I think the offense will score plenty of points. It's just that the defense kind of worries me, and that's why they'll be they'll be throwing the ball a ton. They who's, already do. Who's your sleeper tight end outside of your top ten? Outside of the top 10. My sleeper tight end was Tyler Higby. Okay. Who most people don't have in the top 10. I don't. Uh, I do. I can explain that. I have, a number, I have number eight. You want me to, do you want me to give you that right now? Shoot. All right. The reasoning for this. Gerald Everett is now on the Seahawks. That could be a sleeper, by the way, Nick. Um, Been screaming. But look what Stafford did with TJ Hawkinson last year. So he does like to look there. Like when he actually has tight end talent, he does look there. That's one. Five games without Gerald Everett in 2019. This is like playoff run, okay? I want to remind you guys of this. I want to remind the audience. Higby averaged 11.4 targets per game, 21.4 points per game, and he basically literally won fantasy titles for everybody that year because he was so good in the playoffs. So that's one thing. That's Ant, Ant had him. So you, you see the theme here. Right right you see where I'm going with this? In five games last year where he had at least five targets, he averaged 14.6 point per game. So what does this translate to? When he gets the work, he produces. And it's not like he can't play. It's just he wasn't used that much last year, and he didn't have the role to himself. And to piggyback on that, in Hawkinson's final season with the Lions, he had 101 targets, second on the team, and fifth in the NFL among tight ends. Massive. So he did it with Brandon Pettigrew, Eric Ebron, TJ Hawkinson. Matt Stafford goes to his tight end. And now the, he, t- Higby is the only tight end in Los Angeles. And he's pretty good. Well, like, Pettigrew, what the fuck did he do? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, oh, seriously. there he is again. <laughs> no, seriously, yeah, what did he do? But he was still getting Ebron, targets. Was, Ebron was good. Ebron was good, but he was just injury prone. You know what I mean? But, like, yeah. I don't know. I mean, so you're, so what you're saying is Stafford is the reason why you have Higby in your it's top It's that, team? and it's opportunity. I mean, they they lost uh, Josh Reynolds too, so that's that's something that's you know little little something. Um, I think that Van Jefferson might be a sleeper, by the way, at wide receiver um, in deeper leagues. So, but like I said, well, my sleeper me. is going to be uh, Anthony Ferkser, straight up. Uh, like I said, the Titans are loaded. They can run the football. They have Julio, and they have AJ Brown on the outside. I th- I see the seams opening up and. Like you said, the Titans go to their to their t- mm-hmm. tight ends. I mean, no, and Arthur Tannehill Smith. does. That's what he does. So no Arthur Smith, but Tannehill still is. I mean, yeah. has proven he likes to He's throw there. Top 10, it don't yeah. matter that there's a change there. That's I'm not really worried about now. it. That's what he knows. Exactly. So I think he's he's a good sleeper. Yeah, good I mean, and then like when Johnny Smith went down last year, he actually rose to the occasion. I was looking at him like, damn, this guy's scoring like every week. Even in the playoffs against yep. the Patriots, he scored. A sleeper in deep leagues could be Dawson Knox, too. <laughs> Dawson Knox. Uh, I mean, mm, I liked him for sure. They should trade for Zach Ertz, of all people. He they would really be should. a monster on there. 
it would be a perfect fit because I don't think the ability is gone. I think last year was just a really, really screwed up year all the way around with the Eagles. And yes, he was hurt. And yes, he kind of lost his job. So, you know, it was kind of a screwed up thing. This I guy a, who two years ago. I have a question ago, for you guys, though. Go ahead. Who do you guys like more, Hunter Henry or Johnny Smith on New England? Smith. Johnny Smith because he's healthy. Hunter Henry gets injured a lot, I feel like. Smith being the the more, um, I would say, probably the speedier and more athletic guy. But that doesn't mean I think that he's a better player. I just think that you can at least trust he'll be on the field. Because um, that's always been the argument with Hunter Henry. He could he could be a top five guy every year. Oh, yeah. He's, he's awesome. Yeah. And they paid him like it, too. Yeah. They paid both of them. Yeah. They spent a lot of money there. And, and I could really honestly see them both performing well it's just it's just a scene where we need to see how it sifts out um we need to know who the quarterback's gonna be and right now i'm thinking that it's got to be mac jones it's gotta be mac jones it's gotta be Dude, cam I'm, newton check down king is getting trashed by the eagles dbs here's the thing though. you hear that here's the thing if mac jones starts and he does poor and the patriots bench him what's that do for him moving forward you just reset you can't. You, are, you, you wasted a, a, a top fifteen overall pick. You can't. You can't. You got to learn that. if he can play. I don't think Belichick is the type to do that, though. He didn't do it with Drew Bledsoe. <laughs> I think they prefer that Cam starts, but I just don't think he has it anymore. I think he's a solid backup who can win some games in this league, but he's he's no longer Cam MVP. He's no longer he Cam starting quarterback. I can't believe they signed him back. I don't I don't mind that at all with I, the money they paid him and being able to run the system having a guy there that that has been there done that and he is he is a leader we can't knock that I mean I I would assume that they would like for him to start though but it, it's just it's pretty clear at this point that Mac is is better um and I'd I'd take my shot there I mean they invested a top 15 pick that's a little better than having to invest a top 10 pick so you know what what are you going to do? You got to find out if he can play at some point. I think Cam's going to start the season just because of the reason I said. And if they do do that, I mean, this is Bill Belichick here. Does he want to lose games? I don't think so. I think that he trusts this. Remember, this is Nick Saban, his guy. He trusts Mac Jones, probably, I would assume. Yeah, but the people and the, the Patriots players respect Cam Newton. They're going to play for him. I don't I don't doubt that at all either. Yeah, but ability I just think he's going to start. I, I think not to go into that argument. Yeah. Um, I wanted to say one thing, though, about Travis Kelsey, okay? Monster. I was holding this for you guys. Um, Pause. <laughs> this, is, this is exactly what we were talking about a few minutes ago. His PPR points per game last season would have had him finish 11th overall at quarterback, third at running back, and third at wide receiver. That's how good this guy is. He finished as the tight end one every single year since 2016. Every single year. I got more. At least 14 fantasy points in 13 of his 15 outings last year. There's more. 20 or more points in 10 of those games. He's unbelievable. He's putting up quarterback production at tight end. That's unbelievable. Let me ask you a question. He's investable. Like, I actually, I was a guy I would never consider, like, even when Gronk was in his prime, I will never take a tight end first two rounds. This is glaring, guys. You might have to consider him. I would say late second round. I'm not that type of guy, though. So yeah, would you question. say? So would you say, who's better, Gronk or Kelsey in their prime? I think Kelsey's a more complete player. Um, 
but Gronk as a receiving option, probably I would still give the nod right now. Okay. I think it's overall getting, Gronk is way better. It's getting close. He could block, and he was just a force. The Patriots had no wide receivers, so he was getting a lot of attention, and he was still crushing everybody. It's, it's getting closer, though. Fucking we have spiking to on their ass like, every fucking week. Kelsey probably has a number of years left in his prime, so we have to at least acknowledge it's, it could be close in a, in a year or two. It's possible. At this pace, it's unbelievable. I mean, he's doing things that's never never happened before with 1,000-yard seasons. Uh, back to back to back. No one's done that at, at the tight end position, and he's got the volume. I just I don't I don't think uh, you know I don't think Kelsey will ever pass Gronk for me. I know you love Gronk. <laughs> I, I love know Gronk. you do, I and love, I do too. I, I do Gronk. too. He's Real fast. I, I love them even on the pads. Hold on. I like what uh, James just said. Kelsey for fantasy, Gronk in real life. Because. James thinks that Gronk is a more oh James is a more well-rounded <laughs> I did tight that end, too, dude. He can block and he can catch, like I said. He gets open. He'll take hits. He don't give a fuck. He will. He takes a beating, and guess what? Still here. And he won a ring last year. And he was important. That. I mean, he was he he came up clutch in the big games. So um, one other guy though, guys, that I want to touch on that we referenced last week. And this is before we move on, and, and maybe a couple more questions will come in. Um, audience, make sure you ask your questions because we're going to move on in a few minutes. Um, but we were talking about Noah Fant last week. And I think that you guys had him in your top ten. Nine. Nine for you? Mm-hmm. I had him at seven. I have a eight. seven. I had him at eight. Um, but key thing with him was just health. The opportunity was already there. The ability was clearly there. He might be the fastest tight end in the league. Um. So I have no issue with that at all, regardless of quarterback, because he had a connection with Drew Locke even. Yeah, and, and they get Cortland Sutton back, so I think that helps I mean, him. It opens things up a Absolutely. I mean, the only thing with him is his touchdown production last year. He had three touchdowns, yeah. which actually hurt his fantasy. It's, it should be better this year. I think he'll have a positive regression. Yeah, but yeah. I'm, I, I'm not worried about him. He had 93 targets last year with inconsistent quarterback play. Who do you have? Um, who was his quarterback last year? <laughs> Uh, Kendall Hinton for one game. Yeah, he's, yeah. You see what I'm saying? So it's like, I don't know. I I, I like Fan a lot. I think he's going to have a really good year. I, I love his upside. Yeah. And I think there was one other guy. Uh, we talked about Hawkinson just last year, but this year though, I think people might have some concerns. I want to address that real quick because I had him at seven, and, and some people might think I'm nuts for that. But um, no more Kenny Galladay, no more Marvin Jones, and Jared Goff loves the tight end. Um, the team sucks. They'll be throwing a ton. Easy logic for me. I think he's going to eat up and all the targets. Stud. I have exactly what you just said. I have written down. Right. Those are all the reasons why I think he. I have him at number six. Um, I know he finished four last year, so a slight drop off. But I mean, I think he's going to get a. Who is Goff going to throw to? Exactly. Their line sucks. I mean, outside of DeAndre Swift, but I mean, I wouldn't even touch him at this point. I got. Uh, I agree with you. By the way, Mike. We got one comment here. This is the second time I've seen this now uh, from Papa Pasillo and Will Haig. I thought Pepsi was sponsoring the show. Mike, what are you doing over there with a Coke can? Should I even respond to that? You should. Address it. Look, I would it's love true. I would facts. Love, listen, I would, <laughs> I would love for Pepsi to, to endorse this show. GPS them if you need addressing. But, but um, <laughs> I've always been a Coke guy. Whoa. Not that kind. All right. Just making sure. Never. Not once. Not ever. <laughs> but doesn't mean we wouldn't welcome it. Audience, 
Look out for Logan Thomas. Thank me later. And I don't see any other questions. So um, that being said, if you guys if you guys have some questions that roll in in a few minutes, I might give it some notice. Um, other than that, though, there's your top ten tight ends, and we're gonna move on. All right. Let's move on. Let's rock. Phil, you want to hit some music? We gotta get pumped. Real quick before we dive into it, Nick. Before we dive in, everybody, please don't forget to like, subscribe, and hit the notification bell. Also, give us a follow on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We would greatly appreciate it. Right. <laughs> I feel like a fucking robot now. <laughs> it's, it's perfect every time. I'm leaning back in my seat so perfect. you can't see me out of also, the corner. Also, everybody who is watching the live stream now, please share it. Um, it will be posted on Facebook, so please do that and get more people involved. Appreciate it, Nick. I see one comment that came in. Are you named Coke because you're so delicious? Thanks, Andrew John. Oh, wow. Man. Seducing get, you. Getting, flirt, <laughs> getting some flirty activity on the chat. Seduced by Freak a cougar. Ass. <laughs> Smooth ass. Seduced by a cougar. <laughs> but, guys, we're staying, at, we're staying on the West Coast again. This time, we're doing NFC West. We're going to preview this division. It might be the deepest division in the entire league. Actually, it probably is. Like, let's not kid around here. Uh, there's four teams that legitimately could make the playoffs or could win the division. It, I mean, it's it's unbelievable how these teams have built, and it should be this way for a while. So first, I guess we have to start with division winner picks. I mean, unless you guys want to wait till the end of the segment for that, and we could preview all four teams first and state the case. Okay. Yeah, it's up to you. Let's do that. So we'll hold off on that. Um and also, we're going to touch on whether or not more than one team can make the playoffs. All right? So, same thing as last week, though. Fantasy notes when possible. And um, we're going to give some storylines. So, to start, we got the L.A. Rams. Big storylines this year. The Matt Stafford trade. The quarterback change. That could be huge for them. That's what everyone's banking on. Cam Akers out for the season. So, Daryl Henderson's the starting running back. That's a pretty big deal. Um, they added Deshaun Jackson. I'm not sure what that does. Maybe a deep threat that nothing opens things up. I mean, it's possible. You got to still respect. Yeah. He's gonna get Hopefully hurt in the first half. Yeah, yeah, after week three, he's yeah. gone. <laughs> you got to still respect the speed. Yeah, he got Tommy John when he signed this um, contract. <laughs> and then also, guys, something that's not getting talked about enough. They lost. They lost a lot of defensive talent on that number one overall defense and. They lost Brandon Staley, who was the defensive coordinator, did a phenomenal job. He got the head coaching job with the Chargers. So, I mean, what do you think here? I want to hear your thoughts. What are you guys thinking? Because I think that they were the favorite initially, and then Cam uh, tore his Achilles, and then we've been talking a different tone since, I think. Well, it's been back and forth between the Niners and the Rams uh, as far as the favorites go. But, uh, yeah, I think the Rams are going to have a great year still. They got – the quarterback now in Stafford. He's an upgrade over Goff. They have Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, Deshaun Jackson, Van Jefferson, Higby, like you alluded to. Um, I think Cam Anchors was a big loss, but at the same time, I think Daryl Henderson is going to actually play pretty well. Um, he, he can run the football. So uh, I'm not really worried about them, honestly. I think their defense is still there. They have Ramsey. They have Donald. And you think he's the best player in, in the league. So he could be. I said Mahomes is the best player in the league. But okay. Aaron Donald is a close second for me. Oh, my God. 
He's a close second. Okay. You're not going to like who I pick third either, by the way. I'll, I'll wait a minute. But please. Sorry. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I'm I, not I, sorry. <laughs> I, I like the Rams this year. I think they're going to be in the playoffs. Um, I mean, they did lose a couple pieces on defense. So, but I still think they're going to be, you know, one of the top teams in the NFC. Yeah, to echo what you said, um, I mean, Donald and Ramsey on defense, I mean, that goes without saying. They're both of them are. You have your leader on your defensive line, your leader and your quarterback, your cornerback. Uh, I think Matthew Stafford's going to have an awesome year. <clears throat> um, the the Cam Akers was a big loss, but with Daryl Henderson, I think you'll be able to s- switch him out to do what he has to do. And I mean, they still have Sean McVay, who's a top coach in the NFL. So I'm not worried about those. I'm not worried about those losses to the point where I don't. Where I think they're going to like totally regress. I'm probably right there with you guys. I do think that Cam Akers is a big loss, but the drop off. Um, Henderson as a second string back is as good as it gets. So my concern with Henderson is just if he can stay healthy because he has been injury prone and he's a smaller guy. So um, I know that they have another guy they're working in. Don't remember the name off the top of my head. Um, Listen to Nicholas Anthony. (laughs) Brady is better than Donald. Come on. Louder. Let me see this. Yeah, sorry, Pops. But this isn't this isn't a contest for who's the greatest of all time. This is the the best player. This is about being the best in the league right now. This is the most dominant defensive force in the league, <laughs> hands down. Oh, this is about the guy that just won this his seventh Super Bowl, I think, with a new team. Oh yeah. Oh, we're gonna right. discount what that's the Bucks right. defense did that's too. That's right. I forgot. He's not the best player in the I league. I forgot. I'm sorry, oh, man. But How he's a goat. Absolutely. But that that's it. I'm I'm only giving you that. <sighs> that's it. And you just hold on. I got worse. You're going to be pissed in a few minutes. Carry right? on. Um, Matt Stafford, though, for those people who say, ah, he's got no playoff experience, you know, this and that, let's remind you guys of one thing, and, and this should be relevant based on what we just said about Tom Brady. This is a team game. The Detroit Lions have been fucking awful. Putrid. Embarrassing. Forever. Okay. <clears throat> This is the best organization he'll ever be a part of, probably, even with the defensive losses. But this is a team game. And Tom Brady, for as amazing as he was in the Super Bowl, that defense was the statement in that game. And I even said that was one of the calmest, coolest performances I've ever seen by a quarterback. It was just easy. It was just regular. But guess what? (laughs) The The defense stole that show. I just want to remind you of that. It's a team game. I, I I understand that. He's not the best player in the league. I understand. We're not making that. about that. Leadership matters. Oh, of course, of course. That's but he's not the being, best player in the league. That's part of being the best player in the league. I'll take him though in any clutch moment. Number one guy I want. Okay. Number one guy. If I'm fighting for my life, give me Tom Brady. I know that he's going to show up with, uh, you know, bazookas while everyone else is, you know, at the fight with knives, you know. So best ever. Um, but yeah, I think that's a pretty substantial quarterback upgrade that we see some people giving it love and we see a lot of people kind of knocking it based on what they paid for him. I don't know how you could do that. I mean, if you think you're a Super Bowl team, you go out and get your quarterback. So the ability has always been there for Matthew Stafford. But I'll, I will say one thing that does worry me about this team besides the, the changes on defense. The offensive line is iffy. I mean, you saw what happened when Andrew Whitworth went down last year. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he he hasn't missed games ever. I feel though he's literally what forty two. I think Stafford can negate that though. 
where I think Jared Goff couldn't overcome that. He should. I mean, he's got a quick release, and he's a better decision maker without question. But still, Stafford is a guy who's gotten hurt in his career too. I mean, he, he's taken some hits, and this is the blind side we're talking about. Yeah. And that's not even where I'm worried. I mean, yeah, is he getting up there in age? Sure, he could still play, but the line as a whole is iffy. Um, you guys got anything to add on the Rams, though? No, nah, I think they'll be a playoff team. I think so, too. Possibly Mike, division yeah, winner, but we'll yeah, get we'll, there. Yeah, we'll talk about we'll that. Get there. Mike, you think they're a playoff team, though? Yes, definitely. Okay, so there's that. Next team, Seattle Seahawks. Everyone forgets that they won a division last year. They were 12-4, and four, even with the, the issues on defense. I mean, that defense has been mediocre for a while. That's supposed to be Pete Carroll's thing. The defense used to carry them. They were 12-4 and four last year, guys. Um, it was a tale of two halves last season. First half of the season, they let Russ cook, and they looked untouchable. Russ was your MVP candidate, number one guy last year for half the season, and then suddenly everything changed. And the offense was totally different. It was a train wreck. I don't know what happened. It was just it was just so bizarre. It it's was be- bizarre. It went away from what was working. It's because late in the season, you got to be able to run the football. You have to. But they're a team that should be able to do it. It's just weird. Like, they forgot what, what got them that far. The balance was out of whack at that point. And then they became a, a complete run-first team like they were two years ago. To me, though, that's like Pete Carroll's MO at this point. Like, he's just, he's inconsistent, and the decisions that he makes are so questionable because it's like if five plays are working or whatever is working, he's like, okay, that's working. Let's do something else. And I just never understand it. And their O line isn't that good. So, like, Russ is constantly running for his life. And then you have Chris Carson and Rashad Penny sometimes that you're sprinkling in. But it's just like with the Seahawks, even though they went 12 and four, I just like, you never know on a weekly basis, like, what's coming. And it's just like it gets so confusing when you're trying to when you're trying to assess them. I mean, obviously, like I said, they won the division and stuff like that. But it's just weird because it's like it literally is like two different teams week to week. Yeah, you, don't, you they don't somehow know. find a way to win though. You all know what you're getting week in and week out with them. You just know that Russell Wilson's going to make something happen, and they're probably going to win a tight game. But that's what happens when you get late into the season. You can't always do that. Right. You can't rely on just winning on Russell Wilson winning you that close game every time because it doesn't always fall like that yeah because you play teams like the Packers the Bucks yeah the top you know top tier teams the NFC I mean the concerns that are still present with this team are concerns they've had for a number of years now they still haven't gotten Russ in offensive line what are you doing in the front office like this is supposed to be one of the top five best front offices in the league and they've kind of they've been kind of iffy the last few years and the defense I mean yeah they went out and got Jamal Adams who uh, we we will talk about him. I, I mean, we might as well just say it now. But Jamal Adams got the the new contract earlier in the week, and he's the highest paid safety in football. I don't think he's the best safety in football. I was going to ask you guys that, but he's right up there. Um, they went and got him, and they still got Bobby Wagner, but they lost some pieces on defense too. Like the defense is still eh to me. I feel like Jamal Adams is a headache. He has been kind of a headache, yeah, right? Like, the same I feel way. like he's a headache. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that contract, I think they might regret it. But Russell Wilson went public with his comments on Twitter in full support, like just saying how, how fortunate he is to have him. But um, so I got to take that into account. But still, same concerns are still there with this team. Like, what happened to the, the vaunted Seattle defense of the past? They don't have a pass rush. It's just weird, man. They don't have it. They really don't. There's no pass rush on that team. 
I mean, it, they it got Bobby. Me. They got Bobby Wagner, but like their corners are okay. They're not. They're nothing special. Yeah, I mean, they I think lost I think they're too. missing that on, so, on their defense. So I mean, the key thing with this team, it's pretty obvious. The offense, even with the shitty offensive line, it's a phenomenal offense. <clears throat> it has a chance to be one of the top five offenses in the league, and it probably should be. I mean, you got DK Metcalf. You got Tyler Lockett, who's probably one of the most underappreciated weapons in the game. Um, Chris Carson, also one of the most underappreciated running backs in the league. Did you see his contract? I mean, if you guys didn't think that he was the lead dog there, you should know. It's pretty fucking obvious. He got paid. He's a legit top 10 running back in this league. I like him. I don't love him. Just got to stay healthy. That's my point. But he's he's a, literally a locomotive. He can do everything, too. He improved as a pass catcher. He's a phenomenal running back. He's like, I mean, this is a guy, I will pound the table for him every year, and he will be my third-round pick in fantasy every single year, as long as you people let me get him. Like, he's going to keep being my third-round pick. He's going to give me 10 touchdowns a year, and he's going to give me plenty of work on the ground. And he's also going to sell some games and get 700 yards for the season. Yeah, but remember one thing, though. <laughs> remember last year, he was coming off a big injury the year before. That's my point. And he point. looked just fine. Just, I actually think they didn't cut him loose last his year. His health con concerns me. They didn't cut him loose enough last year. Questionable. They were, they were kind of bubble wrapping him. Questionable coaching. Exactly. I mean, but it's safe to say, though, the Rashad Penny thing is a thing of the past. He is yeah. coming back, and he'll be a nice change of pace, but he's, he's not a threat to Chris Carson. So all He's you fantasy age. people who who don't respect Chris Carson, you you you're gonna learn today. Go look it up. I might learn. Go look it up. And they got Gerald Everett. We just talked about that. He'll be on IR for a couple weeks. <laughs> hey, but you know what? As a third round pick, if he has that potential to win you those playoff games, He's a value end, pick for you then. That's what you're saying. He's, He's more a value than pick. a value pick. He's just underappreciated. He really is. Well then I underappreciate him. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to give out some I good know. notes. And I'm look, just giving my I'm sacrificing my, my, my fantasy teams by putting that out there. No, I hear I'm you, I'm putting man. all the information out there. Who do you like better, Tyler Lockett or DK Metcalf? Metcalf. But, I mean, Lockett, there's no reason he can't be a top 10 PPR option. There's no reason he can't. That's Mark's boy. I know. Tyler Lockett. I'm not saying he will be. I think Metcalf's going to be top five this year. He was last year. Oh, yeah. Sure. He was awesome for me last year. I had him on my team, and he was outstanding. I mean, he's a freak of nature. He should be a Philadelphia Eagle. Yeah. Well, they got Let's not go there. white side. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm try <laughs> Every time I think about DK Metcalf's talent, I have to think about that. It's wired in my brain at this point, and it drives me insane. I know. But, yeah. Um, and they got Dwayne Eskridge, who might be a sleeper slot guy for them at some point, but um, <clears throat> not quite yet. Mm-hmm. Not quite. So, playoff team, though, guys? Yeah. Yep. I think they're a certain playoff team. I'm going back and forth with the division winners here. Like, I don't I'm, even know. So, I'm, I, I'm I still in my head. I literally. Because I'm like, shit, I don't know who to pick. Like, there's a couple teams that I like. There's one team I don't like. But we'll just. Yeah, hold that. Yeah, hold that. There. But as we keep talking about this, though, it's like, it's making me think about. Oh, I know. Like, I've been going back and forth about it already. Anyway. San Francisco 49ers, they're back, I think. I mean, uh -huh. they had a rough year last year. Mm -hmm. But they draft Trey Lance. They traded a fuck ton to get up there to pick three. So you obviously must believe in this guy, and he looks exceptionally talented. I mean, that's the first thing. There's a QB battle going on. Trey Lance, 
versus Jimmy Garoppolo, who got them to a Super Bowl. That is a guy who will get hurt. So if he does start the season, I'm sure Trey Lance is going to play. But um, keep an eye on that. I really feel like at this point, when you make that investment, and Kyle Shanahan's a QB guru, and they got everything on that team. They got everything. They are the most balanced roster in this division and one of the most balanced in the NFL when you eliminate quarterback because that's the question mark with the team. Yeah. Quarterback and health. They return almost everybody to health. They were so hurt last year, okay? Um, so they are the most balanced team in the division, right? You guys would agree? Yeah. yeah. I'm, and my thing is, too, with Jimmy G, and this goes to me having George Kittle second, um, I just think that if Jimmy G can stay healthy, him and – Kittle are like like brothers and don't they love each other don't forget they went to the Super Bowl two years ago yeah so and I think that's being overlooked Mm -hmm. and I think Muhammad Sanu actually I think will have value in that locker room with the young receivers with Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk and even Trey Lance because he's a professional and he can show them how to be professionals so I really like them Um, I don't really think it's a QB battle I don't think Trey Lance is going to start the year um, I don't, I don't even, if he did, I don't think that would be smart. Oh man. He's making it tough though. He yeah. Is. That four for 15 performance was fantastic. <laughs> Bro, he, but uh, I'm telling you right now, word out of camp facts, but no. So my thing is, is he hasn't word played football in a year. So I just don't think I wouldn't, I wouldn't throw him into that fire. Now, granted the last time he played, he had, I think like 28 touchdowns and zero interceptions. Actually, I think it was two years. It's been two years now. He played in, yeah, he played in 2019 <laughs> and then 2020 was COVID. But I, I, I think the 49ers are going to be really good. They were just hurt last year and they got completely like wiped off the face of the earth. And that's not the case. It was just injuries. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, I'm, I'm with Mike on that. I mean, I think Jimmy G, if, if he is the quarterback, I'm not worried about the Niners at all. I think they're going to be still very, very tough and they're going to be very good. Um, Trey Lance, cool. He had a great preseason game. Cool. But don't forget, 2011, Ryan Mallett was considered the sleeper <laughs> of that draft, and he his cleats didn't even get dirty. So I'll be honest with you, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna hold that opinion on uh, Trey Lance until I see more. Well, I, I got I got to see more than a preseason game. I'm not, I'm not I don't put value into that shit. I, I don't I don't either. But I just want to say that there's a very realistic chance that he starts. I think more than any of us were accounting for. And if you asked me, I would have said Jimmy G would be starting the year. But, man, I just it's, it's going to be tough. I'm just telling you that right now. I think that they won't drop off much. Um, let's say they start the year with Jimmy G. I think they should still start off the year pretty well. But at some point, he will get banged up because that's just his nature. Um, but I feel like everybody's underestimating Jimmy G. He can I play feel like he's not trash. And I feel like that he's being talked about like he's trash. Like, just because you're injury prone doesn't mean you're no. trash. It just means you get injured. I mean, he he so he showed some issues last year when he did play. However, the guy did get him to the Super Bowl. You can't discount and he, it. And he was an overthrow away from giving them the lead. I know. Literally, I'm just that's saying, all it was. I like, granted he he did overthrow him, but if he hits if he hits Emmanuel Sanders in the hands, Mahomes will be 0 and 2 in the Super Bowl. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Best player in the NFL. Cheers, I'm not tolerating that bullshit. Um, Trey Hill. Lance, though, if he does start here, Nick's laughing. Oh, man. When we talk about Tom Brady, it always gets heated. And that's with all of us acknowledging <laughs> he's the GOAT. Like, two of us here, two of the three of us, literally did not have Tom Brady as our GOAT in 
previous uh, the best years. Better. Don't and we both, you know better. We I both, conformed. We both acknowledge that. So. There's nothing and I can say anymore. I can't say anything it. anymore. Nick's going to defend this guy every time. But listen, if Trey Lance starts the year, even if he doesn't, this is a guy who literally could be a league winner fantasy option. That's how dynamic he is. He's got everything. He's got Brandon Ayuk, who we've already talked about in the past as being one of those guys that could ascend into the better receivers in the league. He is incredible. Um, he's extremely dynamic. They're going to use him in all sorts of ways. And he already showed it with, with literally nothing at QB last year. Yeah. Um, Debo Samuel is another one. They're almost cut from the same cloth. He's like built like a running back. He's going to catch a lot of passes, um, short spaces, but he could take it the distance, that kind of guy. George Kittle is right up there in the tight end argument. I love George There's Kittle. There's nothing year. different about George Kittle. He's healthy. You should trust him. He's a freaking monster. So is Ayuk. He's a beast. And Ayuk is so good. I love Ayuk. I so really do, I. do too. Mo Sanu, though, that was a good point, Mike. He could be a low-key uh, kind of a slot guy, reliable pass-catching veteran. Good on the gonna... sideline, good in camp, good in practice. Well, the last time he was any good, guess who his offensive coordinator was? Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan in Atlanta. Now, there's one thing I want to note, though, that no one talked about yet. Mostert. Mostert's a stud. Beast. He would, be, he would be a top 10 running back if he stays healthy. Oh, yeah. Easy. Easy he speed. He was cooking last year. Easy speed. Absolutely cooking. And he's a perfect fit for this system. But Trey Sermon, though, run. Trey Sermon was a nice pick. Mm -hmm. This is going to be a nasty one-two punch, I think. I mean, they always have used the running back rotation, and these guys maintain relevance because – they're just a phenomenal rushing attack. They're probably the best rushing team in the league. Facts. And their offensive line, awesome. Awesome. They're back at full strength. That's their arguable. offensive line is awesome. <clears throat> it's arguable. But um, it's the best running scheme. Yeah. It's not even a question. Yeah, I, I do like their scheme. I like I like Shanahan's offense. He's, he gets, he's he gets creative. He, he does gadgets, plays. Gets his tight ends involved. He is what the Eagles thought Chip Kelly was going to be. I mean, look at look at the wide receivers they have. Debo Samuel and Ayuk. They can all do those gadget plays. You know what I mean? And then they have fast running backs. They got Kittle. I, I They're loaded. I know. I like they're them back. a lot. They're I really back. do like them a lot. Yeah. But I want to point out one thing that is not getting talked about, even though they have a ton of defensive talent, too. I mean, you get Nick Bosa back, too. Oh, yeah. Who, oh, my God. The Bosa brothers Certified are nasty. Yeah. Nasty. Um, but I want to point out. New defensive coordinator, guys. No one's talking about Robert Sala leaving for the Jets' head coaching job. He was absolutely, if not the best, one of the top few best defensive coordinators in the league. He's awesome, man. I'm but happy for him. respected. Jets. They have one of the best linebacking cores in the league, led by Fred Warner. Um, I'm not worried about the defense because they are so loaded. Like, at least, you know, like the, the Rams and 49ers have changed there, but the 49ers' defense now has more talent. The Rams lost a number of names this year. The 49ers are just stacked. Look out. Like, And here we are again. Now I'm talking myself back into that. You know, oh, man, I'm torn over these teams. But do you guys want to add any of the points about I think this the, team? my only concern with the Niners would be their corners. Um, That's that's really it. You know, in division, going against DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, Cooper Cup, and uh, Robert Woods, that could be trouble for them. And also D Hop and uh, AJ Green, right? Your boy AJ Green. Well, I guess uh, the hope would be in that case that the pass rush would have to get there. I mean, right. the pass rush is nasty. Oh, it's there. So. It's definitely there. I just worry about their 
their corners, honestly. But other than that, though, I mean... They can be had. <laughs> Facts. They got Emmanuel Mosley and Jason Verrett, who are kind of like, they could be awesome, but is Jason Verrett going to stay healthy? That's the question of his career. He's always <clears> been stud. Um, but, I mean, even a safety. They got Jimmy Ward and Jaquaski Tart. Uh, they got... Eric Armstead at defensive end. These are these are guys that aren't household names that are studs. No one even realized that. They drafted Javon Kinlaw. He's going to start right away at defensive tackle. Um, they're just loaded. And, I mean, I guess it's fair to point out when we mentioned the offensive line. They got they signed Alex Mack, who's been a stud at center. He's been the anchor in Atlanta for, for years. Yeah. So he's always been good. He was good before he was a Falcon. Yeah, he was on the Browns. Exactly. Yeah. So he can still play and, and – for what it's worth, you got to mention Kyle Juszczyk at fullback. He's used in a number of different ways. He's he's the best fullback in the league. Oh, they also he, signed uh, Ha Ha Clinton Dix. That's <laughs> 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 the best name of all time. Wonder if he makes the team, honest to God. I love that name. It's a hell of a name. And they got Michael Kendricks, too. But anyway. I think uh, we're all in agreement with the Niners. Uh, they'll yeah, be, they'll they're be a awesome. team. Yep. So another playoff team. Mm -hmm. But lastly, we got to get to the Arizona Cardinals. And they've made it. They've had a flurry of activity this year too. We can't ignore what they've done. And they got an ascending young franchise quarterback in Kyler Murray, um, and a garbage coach. <laughs> that's the biggest issue with this team. When you look around this division, what is the most <laughs> glaring? I mean, the the, the glaring concern. My is issue, garbage dude, coach. That I have them coming in last in the division. I agree. I just I can't do Cliff Kingsbury. I think he stinks. Uh, he's and I think he should be on the hot seat he leaves a lot to be desired and he should be on the hot seat you should have never hired him when you had Patrick Mahomes trash at Texas Tech and then he comes in the NFL and, and is probably the best quarterback in the league second to Tom Brady if he got fired last year I would have justified it for you and it would have been fine at me Kings Kingsbury stinks he's not he's not he's supposed to be the genius offensive guy Hell with no. the play calling he's getting bailed out from Kyler Murray because uh -huh. Kyler Murray is a freak athlete with even though Hail he's Mary's thank you yeah Thank you. He's a freak yeah. athlete, and he's getting bailed out. And that's the this, only reason I don't believe in the Cardinals is because of Cliff Kingsbury. It's not a slight against Kyler Murray. It's not like they have D-Hop, Chase Edmonds I like this year. A.J. Green I think will be okay because he won't be countered on. But I just I don't trust K Cliff Kingsbury, and I'm just staying away from that. And you got you got Christian <coughs> Kirk, too, who's a stud. I forgot about um, him, too, yeah. James Conner signed there. He might be an inside runner if he can actually stay on the field. I like Chase Edmonds. I do, too, but I, I, love I just Chase don't know if he can do it for 17 games. Not just, like, obviously he's he's really small. He's a great fit for the <laughs> offense. <laughs> I think he's a good flex option, though. I, I think he's a perfect flex. He's always been flex good. Flex and in, all. In, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's always been good in fill-in duty. He just... He, he, whenever he had the chance to run away with the job, he didn't do it. So that'll be an interesting storyline for this team. But he is he is seemingly a good skill set for this offense. They like to play fast. They like to spread it out. Um, DeAndre Hopkins, Mike, <laughs> Paul, another Paul's fam. Jeez a little bit. Christ. I'm using football logic here. I can't even speak. I like the addition of uh, J.J. Watt, though. Oh, Paired huge. with uh, Chandler Jones. Look out! Yeah, no. Just keep gonna Chandler Jones habit. happy though. They're gonna get they're gonna get after the quarterback. Yeah. Keep keep him happy though, because he's a little disgruntled with the contract. Might have wanted a trade, but that one two punch right there might be the best in the league. Chandler Jones never gets talked about. I mean, <laughs> that's the one mistake that Bill Belichick ever made. Honest to God. 
That's that's the first time where he he let someone go where he's probably kicking himself in the balls. It's debatable. They won a couple of Super Bowls since his departure. Yeah, so. but this is I mean, look well, at what Chandler they had Jones that has dude. done. <laughs> they had the best player in the league. Big facts. I really like the Zayvon Collins draft pick, by the way. Isaiah Simmons last year. Oh yeah. Stud. I mean Marcus Golden's pretty good. And they they signed Malcolm Butler, who eh doesn't do it much for me, but it's something for them. Um Buda Baker is also right right in the best safety conversation. Yeah. So they have the pieces. Like, this is a team. I mean, one thing, though, the offensive line suspect. They did sign Rodney Hudson, who arguably is the best center in the league. Jason Kelsey's going to hold that crown until he retires, guys. But Rodney Hudson's right up there in that conversation. They signed him, and that should help Kyler Murray a lot, too. But their offensive line is probably the weakest unit on their team overall. Other than that, they, they got everything. Which is kind of bad because Kyler's a short quarterback. So if, <clears throat> if you get in his face, he can make a lot of mistakes. And I can see a lot of pick sixes. He doesn't get hit, though, too. That's crazy. Well, like yeah, being that small, fast. It's yeah. unbelievable. He just knows how to get out of the way and not get cracked. Yeah. But I think he's going to keep shining, though. He's he's so talented. And he's a former baseball player, so he knows how to slide and avoid the hits. He's he's phenomenal, guys. He really yeah, is. Absolutely. He's awesome. He's, it's he's just great. the only reason I'm out on them is because I don't trust Cliff Kingsbury at all. Like, I really think he stinks. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Yeah. And Kyler was in that MVP conversation for a while last year. He what were they, 8-8? Right eight eight? It was actually, it was it was Russell Wilson and Kyler for most of the year. 8-8. Eight 8-8. Eight. Eight and eight. Or 7-9. 7-9, something like that. Yeah. But they were, hold on one sec. I got it for you. 8-8. Eight and eight. So... And that is only that is solely because of Kyler Murray. Yeah, I agree. I mean, they added some talent too. Wait, did they win a game on a hail mary? Or was that at halftime? That was the game against the Seahawks in overtime, yeah. and there was a couple of officiating calls that were blatant. Like the Seahawks lost the game due to those calls, it, and then Arizona took over and and they won in overtime. Was that the game that uh, DK Metcalf yes. fought Buda Baker? Yes. That was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> that was back and forth. Like, that was an insane. That was one of the best games of the year. That was the best defensive play I've ever seen. But that shows you what Arizona could be when it's all put together. The problem is Cliff Kingsbury. However, if Kyler do doesn't do that, if that miraculous play doesn't happen, they're four games under 500. I mean, you still got arguably. I mean, they're the only best. A, they're four games under from 10 wins, which is like, you know. You, it's mediocre. Yeah, it's that's it. Mm -hmm. You still got arguably the best wide receiver in football um that chemistry is only going to grow in year two i agree with that so we'll see it listen just because we don't think i mean i'm in agreement i wouldn't have them in the playoffs this year but i think they're going to be right there and they might be a plus 500 team oh, but no, they, no. they, they, it's possible it's possible because they have the talent so they would do it in spite of coaching and listen cliff kingsbury I mean, he's got room for growth, too. He's in, he's a lightly experienced guy, too. So there's a chance that he could improve. I don't believe it, but I'm just saying we have to at least acknowledge that. I mean, it's the first time they were together. It could grow into something. I mean, thank God they traded for Kyler, though. Could you imagine Cliff Kingsbury with Josh Rosen? Oh, God. Or Colt McCoy? Josh, yeah. Josh Rosen, I'm tired He's of the excuses that everyone makes for him. He I was, actually feel bad for him, though, dude. He got a really bad rap. He, he, he was trash. I know, I know, but he didn't really exactly have a perfect situation He's, when he came in. This is true, and, and who knows, but I'm just saying, smoke and mirrors. 
He's had plenty of chances. I'm tired of that. And people are like, oh, you know, you might as well have him uh, in the quarterback room and no, thank see you. what he can do. Fuck out of here. And he thinks he's he thinks he's God. He never had a good attitude. So we, the three of us, think the Cardinals are not making the playoffs because yep. now we got to talk division winners and playoff race here. Um, there's multiple wild card spots at stake. So who do you guys have winning the division? And I hate. I, I don't even know if I want to answer this because I have literally changed my pick 50 times. I think I changed it on the show. So, I might, I might yeah. change it again. I got mine. Go ahead, Nick. I got the Niners. I think they're the most complete team. So defense. They are stout on defense. They'll be back. Last year, they were just crushed with injuries, and they couldn't recover. Uh, this year, they're definitely going to be a force to be reckoned with. I could see them being top two, three seed in the, in the NFC. And uh, I just think that regardless of quarterback, Jimmy G or Trey Lance, if Trey Lance is who you think he is, I, I think they're going to be, ex you know, explosive. Well, look, it's not who I think he is. No, I'm just saying, I, I I'm just saying regardless of quarterback, I think they're going to be fine. I think Jimmy G's he's has the experience. He's been to the Super Bowl. He has playoff experience. Um, I just like their team with Ayuk, yeah. Debo, Moster, Sermon, Kittle. They're loaded. They're the most. They're the most they're balanced the most complete, roster. Yes. They're arguably the most balanced roster in the NFL. Yep. When you subtract the quarterback question. Yeah. So Honestly I got. God. I got the Niners at twelve and five. Um, the Rams eleven and six. I'm sorry, Greg. I know you're watching. Are they a wild card team then at eleven and six? Yes. Yes. I got three playoff teams in this division. Me too. So and then I got the Seahawks eleven and six as well. I think there's going to be a tiebreaker between the Rams and the Seahawks, but I'm not really sure who's going to win that tiebreaker though. Uh, I'm, I'm, with, that. I'm with the Niners too. Uh, I thought I was going to be on an island on that, uh, but I think they're they're the mo they really are the most complete team. And like I said, they're just being overlooked and nobody's realizing they were just injured last year. That's all it was. It was injuries. That's all it was. And I just I I like I said, Jimmy G could handle it. Trey Lance could come in. I mean, Alex Smith went down and look what Colin Kaepernick did when that happened too. So I mean, Trey Lance might have a little bit of that in him because he could run with his legs too. So, um, I mean, I don't. It's tough because, like, the Rams are going to be there. Seattle will be there. But if it, if they're healthy, I think it's the Niners. <sighs> and here we are. And you think you think that the Rams and Seahawks are also playoff teams. They're getting in the wild card, right? Yes, definitely. So I am in agreement that all three of the teams are talking about are getting in the playoffs. <sighs> I hate this. And I think all three of us originally had the Rams, but they kind of soured on me a little bit. They're going to be right there. And, and listen – I've been saying this shit about the 49 Ross, the 49ers roster for a long time. Go back to our initial conversations about Brandon Ayuk uh, and his yeah, car. Yeah. I've oh, been yeah. saying the 49ers are stacked. Better buy them up. Better buy them up. I have them. So <laughs> me too. This is I'm gonna have to go with what I did right before the show. I'm going with the Seahawks to repeat right now. Here's why. Okay. When all things are considered, all three teams are neck and neck right now. Because of said concerns. Where am I going when I am concerned, though? Quarterback. He is the best quarterback in the division. They already won the division last year, playing mediocre football in the second half of the season and with probably worse talent overall on the team. I think they got slightly better. So I trust Russell Wilson. That's what it is. And... I'll, I'll give you an asterisk here. 
if Trey Lance starts the season, I would be willing to change my pick because I would gamble on the upside. So for me right now, it's because I assume Jimmy G is going to start and eventually he's going to be pulled when Trey Lance is ready. And that's what's going to happen for me. If Trey Lance starts, though, which is possible, I will probably change my pick and I'll gamble. But Seahawks, listen, this is the comment I was saving for you, Nick, before we move on. Mm -hmm. Russell Wilson, and I've said this in the past, and we have sound bites of this. It, it was not one. Of, it was before episode one. We played a clip like this. We did not include this part in it. Russell Wilson is the current third best player in the NFL. I stand by it. What's I don't in, give a what's shit. What's in that Coke, bro? I don't give a shit what you guys what's say. What's in that Coke? Game? He has been for years. He has been. Sorry. Go ahead, make your faces, Phil. Put the camera on them. All right. Just what do does it. the audience think? I need to know this because am I going crazy or some shit? <laughs> like, what the fuck is going on? It's Number me. three. This episode is not on, me Mike. on sour. Mike, <laughs> come on. Listen, you can cut that out. Post it everywhere. I guarantee you that this is the case. And I won't be if you ask if you ask all the people in football right now. I guarantee you they agree with me. Yo, I love Russell Wilson. Over. I don't think he's the third best player in the league. I think you guys are crazy, and I think that he's been he has been so good that he's eliminating this patchwork offensive line and defense for years. He is the sole reason this team is where it is. They have a ton of offensive talent at the skill positions, but Russell Wilson is so fucking good. Like his career arc, he started on a team that was defensive heavy. And if he was what he is today, Back, back when they had the defense, this is a dynasty. They were already close to that. But he hasn't done anything since the Legion of Boom. I don't see how you could say that. I think that he has literally carried this team a la Carson Wentz via, uh, the, with his practice squad roster. That's how good Russell Wilson's been. Have they made a Super Bowl? No, but Why? that's the thing. It's a team game. I, I understand, but if, if he's you the are, third if best... You, you have to understand this. If you put Mahomes on the, on the Seahawks, you don't think they're going to the Super Bowl one year? Maybe. Why? It's a team game. Did you see what happened to yeah, the Chiefs? Yeah, but you have to be able to overcome that. No, yeah. that's not how it works. Or else, the, or else the Dolphins would have been there every year with Dan Marino. Stinks. That's just not how it works. It's a team game. Who has more rings? See? Dan Marino no, or Nick Foles? Oh, oh, hold on a sec. Did you see? <laughs> yeah, he's you guys watched last year's Super Bowl because you like to talk about it a lot. What happened when the Chiefs lost their offensive line? Their defense was exposed. Their offensive line, the whole offense wasn't working. But their defense was going to get exposed no matter what. Listen. You got that dude. <laughs> it's a team game. Shout out to my brother-in-law, Anthony. It's 11 on 11. I understand that, and I agree with you. Quarterbacks can get is, you to the dance. But, they can even win a playoff game for you. But if you don't have a team, you ain't winning shit. But what happened last year? I promise year? you They that. were 12 and 4 and didn't make the bowl. They didn't make the bowl, bro. They were 12 this is and like, 4. Phil. They were 12-4 and four and didn't make the Super Bowl. The sooner you guys acknowledge make the that football is a team game, they didn't make the, the championship less game. of the odds that I will walk out tonight. But what kind of team game is if, if they're 12-4? and four? They obviously had a good team. Led by Russell Wilson, who was cooking. He was the MVP. 12-4 and four and didn't make the NFC Everyone championship game. Everyone knows what happened with but this team. But you know team. who did? The team that went on the road three, three games in Bro, a row. they have the most complete and went to roster the in the NFL. And beat the Chiefs. They were the best roster. 
So what? And the defense he took advantage was of it. phenomenal. He took advantage of it. If, he wins listen, with the roster. If Washington had a quarterback, if Washington had a quarterback, the Bucks might have lost that game. You have to admit this. What? You what? No, watched him play great. They have a You're great crazy. defense. Ha Bro. Taylor Heineke played pretty well. One, it was a one-score game. If they had an elite quarterback, the Washington football team might have beaten the Bucs in the first round. And still lost. It doesn't Everyone matter. Everyone saw it. It doesn't matter. They still you lost the game. You saw it with your eyes. They still lost the game. Yeah, but that's you wonder why point. they lost the game? Because they have Tom Brady at quarterback. Bro. He don't lose like that. They won that game because the defense was fucking lights out. For what? Which that's game? why. Which game? That red, that oh, I almost said it. That Washington game. What about Green Bay? He beat oh, he beat Aaron Rodgers in Lambeau. Bro, I don't see Russell Wilson doing that. You gotta acknowledge this. If the Bucks, let's talk about if it. The Bucks are your team. Let's talk about it. No, Bats. we can't. We can't talk about it. We should because we're running out of time. I got time today. I think we talked about it plenty, and I think you are not you are not being fair about this, really. I like Russell I Wilson. I love me some I Tom Brady. I love Russell Wilson, Mike. But what you're saying, he's the third best quarterback. He should be in the Super Bowl at least one time since the Legion of Boone. It's been two, since 2014. And guess who Coaching, he lost to? Coaching, Brady. Talk Why? Defense, ass. Offensive line, worse than football. And he has, like, the two best wide receivers Put in the league. Put him on another team, and it's different. Put him in, on the Patriots and see what happens. I, I don't I, I don't disagree. But that's what I'm trying to say. Is it's a team game. Saying, but what I'm saying is the Seahawks never had a bare roster like that. Listen, where where's Sean Daniels right now? They okay. never had a bare roster. I need roster. a football guy. He went vegan. <laughs> He's at Produce Junction. <laughs> I need a football guy to step in. Big flat. And speak up. <laughs> a football guy, come on in here. Please. Help this man. I love Russell Wilson. You're, that's flawed logic, bro. What I'm saying that's is flawed. I my brother-in-law cooking in these comments, but too. My, but my thing is, he just he just doesn't do it in the end of the season. He doesn't progress at the end of the season. He don't. How do you go 12-4 and four and not make the championship game? Let's and talk about it. The did, Jack. You, did you watch the Seahawks unravel at the end of the season? Like, do you actually intimately know the issues with the team? Did you watch and pay attention to what happened with this team? I did. Are you sure? I am. They can't run the football. Oh my it's a God. team now game. I get it. Football? I get it. They can't run the football. They can't run the football. But my thing is, he's never went to the Super Bowl without the Legion of Boom. This Can is you explain awesome. it why? They had Bro. great rosters. If they were 12 and go, 4. If you're going to go that far, you have to look at Tom Brady's past. I did. Look Seven at the rings. rosters, dude. Look he at went the to rosters. 10 Super Bowls. I know. Look at his rosters. He went to Super Bowls with fucking Deion Branch. Tom Brady won three games before he was Christian an elite quarterback. The list goes on. Tom He's never Brady, had top-tier talent Brady on, on, won on offense. Three rings before he was an elite quarterback in this league. And he won four Facts. more. And he won four more. That's right, because he had the pieces too. What pieces? He was an elite and he had everything. And, and he, he had, had best coach in football. He, he had, had Shea Caldwell, dude. He had, yeah, exactly. He had Julian Edelman <laughs> oh as his number God. one wide receiver. Yo. He's a slot guy. This is crazy. And won the bowl. You're actually throwing shade to Tom Brady right now. Oh. And, You're and, throwing shade to the Patriots. You I'm should not, know this better than anybody. No. The Patriots never gave him offensive talent. All right, look, they never it's, nine, it's nine ten, and I got to push us forward. You're crazy. I know. You're I'm crazy. crazy. I you're think psychotic you're crazy. and iconic. Big facts. But I love, I love that you're standing toe to toe with me right now. I love it. Anyway, there's the emotion that might have been lacking last week. I got more. Whew. Take a breath. I'm actually getting heated. <laughs> I might have to go for a walk after this. <laughs> Whew. You should. <laughs> Yeah, you need fresh air after that. <laughs> Bro, I want you guys to jot down notes. I got time today. Oh, man. All right. 
Phil, give me something here. Give me some bang. Like sling. Bang, Heavy bang. <laughs> yeah, thanks, dude. Fuck. Wait, what do we need? Bang! Pulls up three pointers. Bang! Bang! It's <laughs> I love that shit. Wins the game at the buzzer. Everything from here like on, me. because that last debate, even though it was fucking fire and unexpected and not part of the schedule, guys, it really wasn't. It was not part of the schedule, so we're gonna run over time. That felt so good being on the opposite end and watching you two do that. Or oh, oh, you know who's the Super Bowl champion too? Malcolm Mitchell. He's not even in the league. You wanna know why? That dude. Carry okay. on. Let's let's move on here. I think I made my case. You got the camera on me, rolling my fucking eyes. <laughs> Unbelievable. I got and time all today. People, you're gonna throw shade to the Patriots. I'm stunned actually. This is crazy. <laughs> anyway, we gotta move on. Everything from here on is gonna be a quick hitter, including our sports card segment. Cause we actually have two. Okay? Everything from here on is quick hitters. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do this. Phil, I know you got that one on tap. Let's do this. <laughs> I love that shit. Nick, I want you to tell everybody what we were talking about. This interesting, interesting thing here about football turned WWE stars. And, and it's something that the audience needs to listen closely to. This is very interesting. I just like weird things, right? So <laughs> we know that. Yeah, facts. But like, so, okay. So if I go back to last year, I was looking at Dwayne uh, Johnson, The Rock's rookie card. And his PSA 10 sold for 14K December 2020. So I'm like, hmm. And this is the 1994 Miami Bumblebee perforated PSA 10. So then February 2021, it sold for 45.1K. So I'm like, okay, what the fuck's going on here? April 2020, it sold for 81.2K. So why? He's an icon, right? So then I'm looking at guys like, hmm, Brock Lesnar. And he's very interesting as well. He's definitely an icon, and he's he was like the face of the fight he's game. the most electrifying wrestling in the sport. Right. So <laughs> got good so, laughs. That's what they say. So so <laughs> Brock Lesnar, I was looking at his his 2004 Leaf Rookies and Stars car number 155 on the Minnesota Vikings, and right now it's going for 40 to 50 dollars raw. So back in May, it was actually going for 100, and that's because the spike happened because people were starting to look into it based on the Rock. So I looked at his PSA, you know. Uh, grades and he had a PSA 9 sold for 260 on August 8th. I think this is an opportunity to buy right now 40 to 50 dollars raw and I'll tell you why. Because when PSA comes back and you can submit cars for 20 to 25 dollars, you're able to wait because this is a long-term game for Brock. And his PSA pop report, it's PSA 10 is only 13 in the world. So scarcity, again, I'm, I'm going back to scarcity. Scarcity matters. The reason why the, the Rock sold for that much is because there's only 30 PSA 10s. And PSA 9s, there was 54. So I'm looking at scarcity with this one. And if I go to uh, Brock Lesnar's 2004 Leaf Rookies and Stars again, the PSA 9 is only 22. So you have PSA 10 with 13, PSA 9 with 22. That's a, that's scarcity. That's, that's crazy to me. So... I think if you buy a couple of them for 40, 50 bucks, you hold on to it, you get it graded when PSA returns to 20 to $25 submissions, and you sit on it. 
And I think it's only going to go up from here because the PSA 9 just sold for 260 So if you buy it for $40, you get it graded for 25 The worst you get is if just say a PSA 9, you just made 3X. I love this. I love it. I think that was really interesting for me. I like, I love that weird shit, man. I think, we were, I think we that were, shit is like. So does Marco. But like, we, we took this away. We, we were talking about <clears throat> all the football turn stars. They got the rock. Uh, he played at the U. They mm -hmm. got Lesnar at the Vikings, even though he lasted for a minute there. John Cena was a D3 All-American at Springfield. Bill Goldberg was on the Atlanta Falcons for a minute. Roman Reigns was on the Vikings. Lex Luger was on the Packers. Roman Reigns. Um, <laughs> I even said, I said, Nick, even though this is not a football observation, I said, Nick, find me a Kurt Angle card because that man won an Olympic gold medal with a broken freaking neck. <laughs> All you wrestling fans, I know you know that quote. I know it. Sorry, guys. I grew up like I, I was a huge fan, like 90s, early 2000s. Like, it, it, oh, my God. I'm a Sting guy. Phenomenal. But, but like, we are yet to find all of those cards that we just mentioned. Yeah. If, if anybody knows if any cards exist for the rest of the players that Nick did not cover, please, by all means, like, research the shit out of this yeah. one. You actually might want to keep that a secret for yourself. But if you do find it and you want to be generous, let us know. Brock Lesnar's a buy, straight up. Oh, hell yeah. I love that, Nick. I love it. Absolutely. I love it. I would just go on eBay, look at accept offers, and just put in a $40, $50 offer. Done. That's, that's exactly I what I would do. I might do it right after this show. Because I feel like if you go into bidding, I think you're gonna, you, it would be overpriced. And there's a reason for that. Because mm -hmm. I know eBay, there's a lot of shilling going on. Uh, a report, there's, there's the a next report, subject, Nick. Yes. Go ahead. A report came out that PWC... Uh, CC auctions um, actually got caught with eBay from uh, shilling and shilling. You know what shilling is? So for all for for everybody out there is listening. Shilling is they have a friend having an account who's raising the prices on bidding, so they can get the money, so they can get more money out of the car. So so say I was say I had a, a CD Lamb for a hundred dollars bidding right now, right? And I wanted two hundred for it. I could tell Mike. Hey, can you bid it up? And then somebody else is going to keep keep bidding against you. Why? Because they want that card, right? So that's shilling right there. So, um, yeah, no, I, I thought that was a big deal. Uh, eBay came out. I don't even know if there was an agreement because PWCC brought in 200 million sales last year on eBay. So they're definitely one of the top people on that website, which, you know, is bringing in some money for because when you sell something on eBay, they take a percentages of your of your uh profit right, or right. or money so um i think they take about 12 percent ish so that's a pretty significant um amount so i i just think that you know uh they got caught and um apparently they're they're gonna they're gonna sue them for uh you know damaging their name and what what's really interesting too is that pwcc is going to uh start their own uh website and have their own auctions on there but for me like since I, I feel like that smears their name, so I'm not I'm not interested in you know purchasing anything from them because of that reason. So you're gonna have know. to update us on this subject <clears throat> when when there is some news because yeah. this is this is an interesting thing to keep an eye on. I mean, it's it's just crazy. I mean, you got, you really gotta watch. You gotta know the market. That's how you get caught. Honestly, if you don't know the market, people people can do things like that, and then they're gonna get more money out of you. When it's not I, worth it. I always that. tell people, I say, listen, Be take careful. out your notepad. Be careful. Take out that notepad <laughs> and listen to these tips. You don't want to lose money. All right? Yeah. Take notes on this shit. But 
Nick, uh, you want to quickly repeat the announcements from last week regarding the card Monday. shows that we will be attending uh, here at yeah, K&I? So, uh, for everybody that's interested, the Wildwood Sports Card Show at the Convention Center is going to be this Friday, August 20th. Um, it starts at 3 p.m. to 9 p.m. Saturday, we'll be there. We will be there at uh, 10 a.m. to uh, 9 p.m. And then Sunday, it is 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. So we're going to be there. P9 is going to be there on Saturday. I know uh, just, well, just me and Phil. But, yeah, we'll be there filming some content for you guys. Um, just like last time, it was a, it was a massive, uh, massive success. And I think you guys will enjoy this video coming out on Monday. Perfect. And uh, I just want to point out one question. Papa Pasillo says, when's the next unboxing? I'm about to say, stay tuned. Stay twenty tuned. Stay tuned. We will keep everybody posted. And we yeah. love opening boxes. On I P. love I opening boxes. Love it. Literally. Yep. And I also want to point out before I just start like ranting news uh, to end the show. <laughs> Your dad, Nick, also says we need to put a boxing ring in this room. <laughs> I mean, is there another spare room in this house? Like, I don't think anyone realizes that this studio is legit, but it's actually it's in Nick's house. It's a legit studio. I love this room. He, I mean, it is <laughs> as legit as it gets. People wonder that. Uh, you got room for a boxing ring? <laughs> I got a back. I got a big backyard. Whoa! <laughs> oh, come on, Yo! Come on! Whoa, whoa! What's going on here? Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting. I should have had Phil do that during our argument. Oh my god. <laughs> Literally, Phil, this might be a good time for the gunshots because literally Nick and I were like, we were emptying clips on each other. But it's all love. <laughs> it's, it's good debate. It's all love. It's this good is, there's debate. no beef. There's no beef. There's all love. It's good debate. Also, Papa Basilo says, don't throw out Rager. Mike, <laughs> oh my God, we have to troll Mike for one we second. We have to. Because he literally said on this show last week, every time I talk shit on the Eagles receivers, they do something fucking fantastic. Okay? I called it. I said it. I said something was going to happen next because you shit on Rieger. Last, I know. And now I got the God bar of trolling me. <laughs> as it's if, unbelievable. Yo, as the if God his ball. previous catch wasn't fucking phenomenal. This He's one was better. When I was watching it. He literally it. high pointed the ball like Wait he was like sticking a fork Dude, in it. I was on Twitter and I was watching it and I'm like, that has to. that's the old catch, isn't it? And then I realized it wasn't. And I'm like, fuck, here we go again. <laughs> Bro, I have to say this. I was going to save it for, for like a second from now. The Eagles waved carry on Johnson, by the way. That was my Eagles point and the Tyree Jackson thing. Um, everyone thought carry on Johnson, Johnson was a lock to make this team over Jordan Howard, including myself. So and Jordan Howard is going to make this roster. What a turnaround. He looks like he cut some weight. He realized this is it for him. He was already a good fit on this team a couple of years ago. Jordan Howard is going to make this team. He protected his quarterback. I mean, he's a good inside runner. He's a hell of a pass protector. Dude, he's only 26. I know. I know. And it feels listen, like he's been in the league forever. Listen, <laughs> for the value, God. you want JH 24. Yo, Big he bats. actually has, like, he has fresh legs because he hardly played last year. He yeah. walked into Miami and they said, like, we're not going to use you. Right after they signed him to a multi-million dollar deal, and they said, we're not going to use you, by the way. So he's got fresh legs. Yeah. He wasn't even used last year. But this is a guy who literally, like, Mind you, if you exclude last year, was one of the top five to ten rushing yard leaders of the pre uh, previous three years combined. Let me just remind you guys of that, okay? That was the news there, though, but the Eagles receivers just keep 
Man, they're playing with Mike. I know. And all Who else accounts, you shit on? everybody, listen. Who do you want to shit on, no, Mike? No, hold on, hold on, hold, hold that. I'll, I'll let you do that in a second. All because right. by all accounts now, the Eagles just had joint practices with the Patriots all week leading up to the preseason game. And I heard, and I said this on the previous live stream, that they have been dominating them on both sides of the ball. And that Jalen Rager has been a standout. Yeah, but that was coming from Elliot Shore Parks, and he caps. No. <laughs> Who listens to that guy? You think I take his notes? Hell no. Just making sure. Just making sure. No. And he caps. He caps a lot. <laughs> Emphatically no. You think I listen to that clown? Sorry, ESP. But he oh, knows shit. he knows how to draw uh, draw the audience, I'll tell you that. Oh, shit. Um, I never met him, so who gives a shit? Anyway, yeah, so the Eagles receivers. Jalen Rager has been a standout all offseason, minus the conditioning test that he failed and we rightfully so took a dump on him um mm -hmm. he has been a standout and right. suddenly travis fulgham sucks he can't catch for shit i want him to get cut <laughs> too. You say that? yeah <laughs> that's the same comment so i love it he said that about rager keep that energy we need it hey even they said jay joel even had a good couple days let's not go there i should have said him because no, i like fulgham i should have said him I hope that Bill Belichick saw him was like, ooh, we can make something of him because their receivers are kind of... If he eh, goes to the Patriots, he'll, he'll be, be an all-pro. Right. Yeah, and they said, yeah, here's another thing. Patriots reporters were saying how confident Jalen Hurst looks. That's a good note. Keep an eye, guys. He knows I his said, shit. Top 10 fantasy option. I said it. We'll see. And you'll have to wait for the division stuff. That, don't, that might be our last show leading up to the season. We're just going to save the best for last. Okay. Mm -hmm. So there's our Eagles point. That's gonna NBA, be the Grizzlies trade Pat Beverly, who they just got, to the T-Wolves for Jarrett Culver and Wancho Hernan Gomez. Real quick, yes or no, who wins the deal? Uh, not yes or no. Uh, I, like, I like the Wolves. I think Pat Bev will be good in that locker room. He'll teach them boys how to play. I agree. Um, I just I, uh, I think he's good. He'll get us some grit out of them. Nick? Uh, I'm with you, too. Uh, Pat Bev, is a, he's a dog. Yeah. Boom. So and he'll, he'll help Cat because Cat is soft. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good question, actually. Papa Pasilla says Fulgham or J Jaw, who gets cut? Uh, J Jaw better gonna, get it's cut. It's gonna be J Jaw. I think Fulgham's good. He is good. But whatever, let's move on from that. Yeah, but that's a good question. I I have to definitely give credit to that. Um, Chase Claypool might have suffered a significant injury. They said that they think it's not major, but I just want to point this out to you guys because a he should be a good fantasy option. B if he's out, the Steelers, I mean, they were already looking fucked, but yeah, they they're, ultra, Sorry, they're they ultra fucked if they lose Clay, uh, Claypool. Just saying. I'm just putting that out there. He's a playmaker. He should be uh, as good, if not better, this year. So, wanted to throw that out there. Finally, the Tebow talk can stop. I was rooting for him to do something, but Tim Tebow was finally cut by the Jags. Is the Tim Tebow experiment in the NFL over now, officially? Do you think another team signs him at tight end? No, it's over. Quarterback, maybe a gadget guy? No. R.I.P. Not even fullback. No. R.I.P. No. It's over for one. It's a shame. I wish, back. I he wish might collect laundry like or something, him. but his playing days are over. Yeah. I wish he came to the realization. He's going to church. Yeah. I, I wish that he came to the realization that he could play another position and possibly succeed in this league. He would have been a great fullback slash H-back. He couldn't get rid of that ego. But he just, he just, yeah, like, I mean, I guess you can call it an ego. 
It was. Yes, I guess it was. He was stubborn. Yeah, he, it's that's a what shame it was. Because he he really could have thrived in that kind of role. I mean, here's the thing. I don't know if he ever would have been a good tight end. He no. never played it before. Tight that's, end that's wasn't a hard meant position. For him. No, yeah. you got to block. Fullback though. Yeah, he actually. I think he could have been a good fullback. Goal line back. Yeah, uh, Tim Allstock. Wildcat guy. I mean, he was perfect fit for when the league was doing that shit. Oh well. I that block him. was embarrassing, Listen, by the way. I know. He got I know. roasted on Twitter. Rightfully so. Right now. What was that, yeah, though? Yeah, but not for nothing. Despite being jacked as hell, this guy looks like he runs with fucking bricks in his fucking shoes and just doesn't look like he exerts, like, physical energy. It's just an experiment. He looks, like, slow as shit. You know yeah. what I mean? It was yeah. weird. He didn't even look like that when he was a quarterback. It was weird. Yeah. But I root for him in life. Amazing guy. Amazing. Inspiring. Oh. Amazing, without okay. a doubt. I, I love Tebow. So he's a, he was he was awesome. I was rooting for him, and I bet you they had a lot of jersey sales. He's a leader, so I but mean it's a shame, but his his days are over. It's a shame, but we save the best for last, guys. The best for last. This is the definition of Philly right here. Joel Embiid, the process, the goat, trust the, the process. process. Four <laughs> years, super max extension. For $196 million, it extends its contract until 2027. Finally! I've been waiting to see if this was going to happen. Finally! We know the big man's going to be here. We know that he's happy. He made that so clear that he he loves this he franchise. He said he wants to retire here. He loves... That's exactly After he what wins a title. Hear. I love it. I he love it. He loves this man. city. He loves the people. He is arguably the biggest gift Philadelphia has received in the sports community in decades. Since the Iversons and and you know the Dawkins types, Chase Utley's, those guys, I'm so happy. He's right up there, that. not just talent wise, but what a gift! That is a great way to end the show, I think. Right? I feel like I was worried about him, you know, because I feel like he he was going to request a trade, but I feel like he knows something is coming. Listen, he's got to say. I think he, he has knows. a say. He's got input, and You're, he he 100%. negotiated his own deal. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, he's. He is an inspiration, too. I, I like how he's matured, and he can still talk his shit all he wants, and it's great. But he kind of cut down on that. He, he was just on a mission last year. I see the same this year. I've already said on the record, I think he's coming right back for that MVP. I've already said that. Yep. I, and I, when Dame is in a Sixers uniform? Oh, my God. You'll see. Uh, something could be brewing. That's why, you know, I was worried about, you know, him leaving. But I think nah. I feel like he's happy because he knows he could have tried coming. to he pr he could have did that to try to entice Dame. Like I'm not going anywhere. I, Come I think here. it's anything's possible at this point. But the fans needed to hear this too. I mean, people were worried that maybe he'd get sick of. Oh, of real what's fast. Going on. I mentioned this three I think three shows ago or two shows ago. Another superstar locking in for multiple years instead of the one on one shit. I love it. You're man. watching superstars now lock in. And you're in a major market. And, I mean, literally, this is this is the MVP of the league. He should have been MVP this year. This yeah, is this is the, the reassurance that everybody needed, even if it wasn't necessary. I mean, this guy is a transcendent. He might go down as the best big man ever. He's right in that. Like, he's that talented. He is a gift. Agreed. He is a gift. Trust the process. Papa Basilla says, pay too much. That is psychotic. <laughs> He's on sour. Maybe even iconic. That sour. Is, that's crazy, pops. <laughs> I, had, I, I wasn't gonna pay that attention. Let me educate you. <laughs> He's worth every penny. I don't. I don't care every penny. what uh, injuries he has to fight off along the way. He is a gift for Philadelphia. That's how we're closing the show. 
A lot of energy tonight. We Love ran it. a little past the schedule, but it was worth it. Absolutely. So, Nick, take it away. Guys, thank you guys for hanging out with us. We appreciate it. We appreciate all the love, support, and also the comments. Please don't forget to like, subscribe, and hit the notification bell. Also, give us a follow on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And we'll see you guys next Monday night at P&I.